Welcome back. It's the Systems Made Simple podcast. This is episode 97. And I have a question for you today. Have things felt unclear in your business lately? Have you been weighing some big decisions and can't for the life of you figure out which direction you need to go? If something within you just answered yes, then keep listening because today's episode is packed with practical wisdom to help you clear out the mind chatter so you can overcome the fear of choosing wrong and find the courage to finally move forward with confidence into your future. That's all coming up next, so stay tuned. Globally ranked among the top shows in business and education, we're known for one thing, helping overworked entrepreneurs like you learn how to run your business like a true visionary leader. Because when you get the right systems, support, and structure in place, you can spend more time in your zone of genius. So if you're tired of listening to today's business influencers teach the same old worn out marketing strategies that aren't making you any money, it's time to take a look under the hood of your business and fix the engine itself. Because the truth is, you don't have to work as hard as you are right now to scale beyond six figures and create the greater influence, income, and impact that you deserve. The secret to scaling starts on the back end of your business. This is the Systems Made Simple podcast. Now, before we get into today's episode, I want to thank our featured listener this week, Steph, who says, Courtney is such a firecracker. She gives me the motivation I need to push past my fears and overcome my limiting beliefs. I found her a few months ago and have been binging her podcast ever since. Steph, thank you so much for sharing this awesome review with us. You know, when you take a minute to let me know how the show is impacting you and your life and your business... It means the world to me because sitting here behind the mic week after week, I'm literally here in my master bedroom closet right now. I know you can't see me, but I want you to picture this. Behind me, there is a wall of clothes. In front of me, I have this podcast set up with this little sound booth, and this is where I sit and record for you week after week. And I just want you to imagine me there alone by myself in this closet recording for you. And I want you to know how much it really means to me to hear from you when you let me know that the work that I'm doing here on this show is having such an impact in your life and business. So Steph, thank you so much for taking a minute to share that with me today. And if you listening are here, this is maybe your first time tuning into this show. Maybe you've been a long time listener and you haven't left a review yet. All you got to do is scroll down in your Apple app tap the five stars, and write a sentence or two and let me know how the show is impacting you. I get emails and DMs and messages from people in my community quite often. And the other day, I got an email from someone in my community who said, I'm currently in the black hole of thinking about giving up my online business. And she went on to tell me, I've been in business for four years. I have invested over $100,000 and countless hours, and I've only made a small percentage of that back. And I'm tired. I'm tired of wasting time and money and my well-being. 
And she didn't come out right and say this, but reading between the lines, what I heard was, I don't know what to do. Here she is having invested all of this time and money and energy and effort into building a business that has not been profitable or productive or successful in the way that she had hoped. And I'm here to tell you that I have been here too, more times than I can count. In fact, this year has been a huge year for me in my business where I have had to get really quiet and listen. Listen to what I want, to why the heck I'm even running a business in the first place, and listen to my community and what they're asking for. And sometimes when we get in business, it is so easy to get caught up in the rat race You know, often that is a term used to describe a corporate lifestyle. I come from a corporate nine-to-five type background, and yeah, it definitely is a rat race, but guess what? So is entrepreneurship, unless you are being hyper-mindful to stay connected to your why and to listen to your audience in terms of what they want. And that's a lot easier said than done because we can get so caught up in the marketing and the messaging and the ads and the things we think we need to do to have a successful business and to get leads and clients and make sales. And when we get caught up in that noise, we often lose sight of what that inner voice is saying. We can't hear it because of all the noise that's surrounding us. And I found myself in a place in my business this year where that was the case. And I had to get really quiet and to some degree am still pondering and discerning and listening to figure out my next move. And the truth is, it is uncomfortable as heck. It is so difficult to sit here in the silence and listen when you are used to running this show when you were used to being busy, when you were used to going from one thing to the next to the next, thinking that's what it takes. And so it's a tough place to be in. And how are you supposed to know? If you've ever been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. How do you know if these roadblocks that you're experiencing are trying to point you in a different direction or if they're saying, turn around and give up on this journey altogether? So this is why having these transparent conversations is so valuable for us as business owners because the truth about being in business for yourself is that it often sucks. (laughs) Nobody probably told you that when you got into business for yourself. I know nobody ever told me that, or if they did, I didn't listen. But the truth is it is hard most days. It is not an easy road. I've wanted to throw in the towel more times than I can count. And there is a fine line between pushing through adversity versus pushing to make something work that truly isn't working and to know the difference. And this, my friend, is an undercurrent in the online business space that I have been picking up on a lot lately. People are feeling discouraged. People are feeling disheartened. 
People are wondering if they should give up. And they're starting to lose hope. And if this is you, keep listening. Because my hope is that today's episode will shed some light on your next steps. Which is why I'm grateful for the opportunity today to introduce you to Becca Ribbing. She is the author of The Clarity Journal. And for over a decade, she's been helping people break out of the cycles of uncertainty and struggle that hold them back. And she's created this amazing step-by-step process to help you stop going back and forth in your head, debating all of your options, and help you move forward decisively and with confidence. So in this episode, we are going to talk about how to recognize when what you're doing isn't working anymore and what changes you may need to make to find fulfillment in your work again and how to identify your greatest strengths and leverage them to get unstuck. And of course, she's going to give you her four-step process to finding clarity and momentum in the midst of uncertainty so you can break out of the cycle of indecision that's holding you back. Becca, welcome to the Systems Made Simple podcast. I'm really excited you're here. Thanks so much for having me. I've been looking forward to this conversation. Me too. I I think, you know, I mean, I say that when every guest comes on because to me, it's so fascinating to hear just the variety of entrepreneurs out there with such incredible expertise. And the reason I wanted to bring you on the show today is because you are a specialist when it comes to helping people navigate through times of uncertainty in their business. And if I had to say, chances are, I would say most of our listeners right now are probably dealing with some kind of uncertainty. And if you are not, it's coming because it, it, you know, we move through these seasons in our business. I mean, just speaking personally for me, this summer was a huge season of uncertainty in my business. And I really felt stuck in a lot of ways because I didn't know what direction to go. I didn't have clarity on what the best options were. And I just kind of stayed stuck in the problem without really being able to find a direction to move forward. So speaking firsthand, that's a tough place to be. And I'm excited to dive into that with you. What do we do, you know, when we are in those seasons in our business? How do we navigate forward? But first, I'd love to start by talking about something you call a pivot point. And when you first mentioned this, this really just caught my ear because I was like, oh, yeah, a pivot point. Like these are the these are the points in our business that we encounter along the way. And what is that? How do we navigate through that? Let's start there. I'd love to hear a bit more about that. So I think in order to gain and maintain clarity, it's really important to recognize that sometimes we really think of clarity as this like concept that when we gain clarity, we are going to know what the right path is for the rest of our lives. It's kind of funny. I, I laugh because we've we're entrepreneurs, right? So we have all of these options available to us. Most of us probably didn't fit inside the perfect box. And yet when we look at clarity, we're still looking at it from the framework of like our grandparents in the 1950s. And when you pick a job, you stay in that job for 45 years and you get a, you know, you get your like 
I don't know, gold coin at the end of it and you retire and all is good. And I think sometimes we think of clarity like that, like that I should gain clarity today and know what I'm going to do forever when that's just not possible. Um, we don't work that way. We're always constantly growing and inputting new experiences. And so I think that in order to feel good about the clarity we've gained, it's important to recognize that that clarity is only going to last so long, that you're going to have to pivot. There will be pivot points along the way where you're going to have to decide whether to you know get bigger or stay the same size, or if you're going to go to doing a new thing in social media, or if you're going to, you know, there's lots of these different little points where some of them are great. Some of them are just are, you know, you've already met this one challenge. It's no longer exciting you. And so you're feeling stuck, but you're feeling stuck because you got to a good place and now you need to pivot somewhere better or it could be you know my business isn't doing as well as I thought it would and now I need to pivot in a different direction but I think that a lot of times when we get stuck we want to blow the whole thing up you know we want to say that it's wrong what we're doing right now is wrong because it doesn't feel good and I always caution people that it's not often that, often it's that you're at this pivot point and that pivot point is making you uncomfortable. And being able to really be mindful about what is and isn't making you uncomfortable during that period of time and really being able to go within and analyze it is so important to really take control of it, to not let your feelings kind of cause you to go in the wrong direction. Yeah. Wow. This resonates so much with me because I feel like this has been the space that I have personally been in my business for the past, I would say, six months or so. And for those listening, if you've been listening for a while, you've probably heard me share our experience with COVID. Our family got that at the beginning of this summer. And that was really a huge stopping point for me because I was forced to stop. I had to stop everything and just focus on healing. Fast forward from there, I have experienced just uncertainty in the sense of not knowing what the best direction is to move forward from here. There were a few insights and things that I had during that time, some tugs on my heart that I felt pulled and called in a different direction. And so it left me with the question of where do I focus my time and attention within my business right now as it is? What needs to change? How does this need to evolve? And the thing that really caught my ear about what you just said was this idea of going within, because that's the exact opposite of what I think most of us do when we are in these places of uncomfortability. I don't even know if that's a word, but when we are uncomfortable in these seasons where we feel stuck, where we feel like, okay, we've got some choices we need to make, but we don't really know. We don't really know what the best option is, or we don't want to make the wrong decision that can keep a lot of us stuck. And Going within and really being introspective during those times, how key that really is. So can you walk us through what that might look like? Let's say someone's listening right now and they're in a place in their business where they're feeling like I felt over the summer, where they just had many options, all of them good options, but not really knowing which option to move forward with and being worried about making a wrong decision. Where should they begin? in terms of really examining what's going on within? 
So I think the first step is being mindful about the problem in the first place. And I laughed when you were talking about what your what your summer was like, not because it was funny, like I, I know it was probably pretty traumatic, <laughs> but because we've all been there and it's actually, so the funny part is that's why I wrote the Clarity Journal. I was at a one of those points. I had had gotten pregnant with my second child. And my first child, I was one of those glowy, annoying pregnant people that was like, I did yoga the day I delivered my first child. Um, <laughs> like It was like great. It was fine. Like totally great. And then I got pregnant with my second child, had a bad chiropractic adjustment at the beginning of my pregnancy, like in my first trimester. And I was using a cane for the rest of the pregnancy off and on because it just, I, something got messed up in my hips and it took forever to recover from it because when you're pregnant, it's hard for your hips to go back into place. That happened. And then my husband got his dream job in Seattle um, in my third trimester. So we moved from Washington, D.C. to Seattle, Washington. <laughs> in my, at the beginning of the third trimester, I had only ever been to Seattle once for five days. Then the baby was born and he's great. I'm like learning this new city and I have a five-year-old and he turns out he has tons of ear infections. Mm-hmm. And so I just, one week after another, I'd end up having to take off. It was just a really hard time and it went on for about a year. I wrote the Clarity Journal because I was at this point after that of like, okay, I cut down so much. I wasn't being mindful of it, but I'd cut down so much in my life and in my business to just try to survive that I was in this period of expansion. Like things were good and it should have felt good because, you know, things were better. But instead, I felt stuck. I didn't know which way to go. And I was going back and forth with a friend of mine who's also a small business owner. And she was so great. I love her. <laughs> she stopped me after the fifth time. I said, I don't know. I don't know. And she's like, Becca, you're a coach. You help people through these decisions all the time. What would you tell yourself? And I stopped. I was like, okay, I can do this. And I just started writing out every writing prompt I could think of, everything I'd ever asked a client to help them get unstuck. And as I was looking at all these prompts and doing them, I realized that just being asked the questions to get yourself out of your own mind are so helpful. Like how many of us will read business books or self-help books and we'll do all the reading but we'll skip the exercises when the exercises are the meat of the matter, or we'll do one or two of them, but we don't do all of them. And I think that it's the same thing. It's like the, we need to get out of our own mind. When we feel stuck, the answer isn't going to come from that stuck place. And so we need to do something that's going to pull us out of the stuck place and give us more creative energy towards figuring out what the right solution is for us. And on the flip side, I also think when you're in the middle of that, it's really important to recognize your strengths and what you're already doing well so that you're incorporating those into the answer in a way that is 
really acknowledging that using your strengths instead of your weaknesses is going to move you forward so much faster. And I think a lot of times I run into the fact that people don't really have a solid understanding of their strengths. When I'm talking to a client and I mention someone's strengths, like after hearing their stories, they'll kind of pause and look at me like, I don't know. Like, I'm not sure that is a strength. And yet when I start really like, oh, well, you told me this, 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 like I can tell that this is a strength of yours and other people don't have that. Like, I think that's the part that they don't recognize is other people, whatever that is that's coming easy to them, other people don't have that. That is a strength because not everybody has it. And I find that really powerful for helping people figure out paths forward that really are authentic to them as opposed to taught to them by some teacher or like, you know, I took a course and this is what I want to do. I think it helps really inform what the path forward is. I love that last piece you said about a path forward that's authentic to you. Oh, this is, I mean, that is so important because there's so many voices out there. And I have experienced many times in my own life, in my business, through the years at various different times, the myriad of voices in my head. And it's hard to tell sometimes which one is yours. And it's hard to know which one to listen to or which one to follow because some of them are stronger than other. And often I have found in my own experience, I really had to work on first identifying which voice was mine. Second, learning to listen for it and then to make it stronger and and to really nurture that voice so that now I'm a little bit clearer when I am in those times of uncertainty on which voices aren't mine, which ones, which one is, and to listen to that voice, but has been a process over time. And this thing about focusing on strengths, you know, this is something I have a background in psychology and in positive psychology, that is really one of the main areas of focus is not on what's wrong with you or what's wrong with your business or on why things aren't working or how we can fix problems, but rather optimizing what you're already good at. So I'd love to dig into that a little bit more. You mentioned these questions that we need to be asking ourselves so we can get out of our own mind and stop problem circling. What would be a great question someone could ask themselves to really help them identify what are their strengths? You know, what are, what are the things that I am good at that maybe right now I don't see in myself? You know, one thing that I find, and this is not in the Clarity Journal, but one thing I find is when you have a strength that you're not aware of, you get annoyed at other people for not having it. So sometimes we tell people that if they're getting upset at something, it says more about them than the person they're getting upset at. And I think usually that is meant to be reflective, like you're doing it too. But I think a lot of times if you're getting annoyed at someone for not doing something, it's because they don't have a strength that you have, but because you haven't valued that strength within yourself, you get annoyed that the other person doesn't have that strength because it comes easy to you. It should come easy to everyone. So I think that's a one way to start if you're really not sure where, where your strengths are. I think another thing is to just really think back to every moment you've had in your life where you've been in real flow, like where you just were like crushing it. It was going great. And 
like really go through step by step what was happening. Um, like kind of visualize what the scene was, visualize what your actions were. And I think that that helps really bring in your strengths because those were the moments where you were using your strengths like to their fullest. You know, when you said that, it made me think, you know, when you get annoyed about someone else and what they what they might not have because that is a strength in you. I thought back to my roommate situation in college and I was always so frustrated about how messy the place was. And I'm like, really? Y'all can't just pick up your dish and put it in the dishwasher, you know, and I'm, I'm laughing now. But the truth is one of my strengths that I realized much later in my own life is organization and having things clean and clutter free and everything has a system, everything has a process, you know, like just there's a process for picking up your dishes, putting them in the dishwasher. It's not rocket science. But that is such a great point because I feel as though we do, in a sense, get triggered by those who don't maybe have the same strength as us and therefore don't value that thing, whatever it might be. So that is really fascinating. And I'm curious too, because so your clarity journal First of all, I want a copy for myself. We're definitely going to link that up in the show notes for those listening who want to explore that and go deeper there, especially if they're dealing with just uncertainty and not knowing how to navigate through that and find a direction. Can you take us through your process as you've outlined it in the book? You know, just briefly walking us through what what are the steps there and that you take us through in terms of helping us get clarity? Yeah. I'm going to actually just pull it because I'm like, okay, I always end up missing one. <laughs> <laughs> I do the same thing. I'm like, wait, what are the systems that I teach again? One, two, I know, I, oh yeah, got uh, it, got it. <laughs> so I think I start with what's working because I think it's really important. I see this both with business owners and with employed people. When you're in that feeling of stuck, if you don't really conscientiously acknowledge what is working, you have a tendency to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like I have to try to convince people not to take things that are patently, obviously not the right thing for them. Because what's happening is, is they're seeing a few good things and they're really ignoring the fact that they're going to be giving up a lot if they choose that path. And so really getting solid and in gratitude and what's going well is important because in order to move forward strongly, what you want is more of the things that are going well. You don't want to let go of the ones that are going well now. You want to add more to it. And then, then we get into actually, okay, so what is the challenge? What are you struggling with? And where do you need that clarity? What, of the, what are the decisions you've been going back and forth about? Because a lot of clarity isn't really about like having some booming voice tell you that you should go become a yoga instructor. It's about trying to make decisions. Like You already know roughly the path you're probably going to go in. You're trying to decide between A, B, and C. And the hard part about choosing between A, B, and C is they usually all are somewhere between 80 and 90% answers. They are not solidly a 100% answer where all the, uh, like A is not solidly a 100% answer where B and C are failing. These are all good options. They just might not be all good options for you. And so really like personalizing it and figuring out what's going to be the easiest path for you, what's going to be like the most engaging path for you. That's really, I think, the heart of the matter. And then I work a lot on dreaming and making sure that, you know, you're not playing small. And 
After that, I really help take people through making sure that their friends and mentors are solid. Because I think that another part where we get stuck is, you know, if we're doing all this on our own, we're doing it all on our own. We don't have the the outside voices. I think that in a very real way, you know, 200 years ago, our elders were so valued because they had the experience to be able to like kind of help guide like, okay, if you want to do this, you go here, here, and here because they had the life experience. And now because we have Google, we tend to value information, but information isn't the same thing as experience. And a lot of times when we read a lot of information, you know, it's like, okay, how do I start a website? You could Google that, but there's going to be like 20 billion different answers on Google and you're not going to have the experience to sift through, which is the right answer. Like, should I go WordPress? Should I go Wix? Should I go, you know, should I build it from scratch? Should I hire someone? You, you're really, if you've never built a website before, going to struggle with that because you don't have the experience. You can find other people's answers, but you don't have your own experience to be able to filter those answers and come up with a solution to you. I think that's extremely important for entrepreneurs, especially to acknowledge is that If you are growing, if you are changing, you don't necessarily have the experience you need to get to the next step. And finding people that are at that next step, not necessarily finding the Oprahs of your industry, but finding the people that are like one solid grade above you and just trying to become friends with them, you know, bouncing ideas off of them. Maybe if you're in a fairly competitive field, you choose something that's like not quite adjacent, like where you wouldn't be a, a true competitor. Or if you're a local business, maybe try to find a business that's in another city so that way you're it's not a competitor. Because it does get tricky. I mean, if we're talking about someone like a plumber or an electrician. But it's really important to have those connections to help you really sift through the information. And it's important to have more than one because what happens is a lot of times people have one connection. They'll tell me, oh, well, I have a friend that I do that with. And that's great. But one person just means you're taking on their knowledge. If you have multiple people that you're like talking to and bouncing ideas off of, then their responses end up informing you, but you get to pick and choose the authentic thing to you. I have this really funny, wonderful question in the Clarity Journal that I think really is important here. It's who do you envy and what does that tell you about yourself? And I love that because our envy tells us what direction we want to go in. If we wanted to be a writer, we wouldn't envy every writer. We'd envy very specific writers who have a specific style or who have a specific life style that they have that you really want. And I think that it's important to recognize we actually know a lot about what we want. Sometimes we're making us ourselves smaller and holding ourselves back because we don't know how to get it. But the, there are all of these road maps that we have access to. So interesting. This last piece, especially about experience and finding someone who essentially has walked that road before you that you can have a conversation with to guide you. This was something that came up over the summer as I was exploring some different options and someone that I have always looked up to for years and years. I've been connected with this particular person and I've always looked up to her 
And she said, you know, let me put you in touch with someone who might be able to answer your questions even more specifically than I can, because they are more in that field than I am, even though we were in adjacent fields. And it was just that feeling of being like, yeah, let me talk to somebody about it. You know, just, it didn't even cross my mind at first until she suggested it. But then it was like, oh yes, I, that would probably be a very wise thing to do just to talk with someone and talk that through essentially. I like that last question too. It was interesting because someone immediately popped into my mind and I was like, hmm, okay, I'm going to need to go sit with this question for a little while. But that that as well, because you know, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but really going through this process that you've set up in the Clarity Journal is almost like holding up a mirror for yourself to see, help you see the things within you that you might not be seeing right now. Yeah, it is. And I think that it, so the the Clarity Journal is aimed for more personal. It isn't meant exactly for small for small business or business owners, but I find that it's really important for business owners. It's more important for business owners than people who have jobs because when a business owner gets stuck, when a business owner isn't 100% sure they are on the right path, they end up procrastinating. They end up not doing what they're supposed to do. And it's hard to have your own business and keep yourself on track when you don't have crystal clear clarity. We're not stupid. When we aren't totally like totally certain we're doing the right thing. A lot of times we procrastinate because we're going to wait for that clarity to come. And if they you don't get that clarity, your brain naturally does not want to do work that might be wasted. So you're not going to have the get up and go to do something if you're stuck in uncertainty. Hmm. Yeah. You could just drop the mic right there. That I think is very key. First, just to circle back to what you mentioned about, you know, even though the journal is designed more for personal, it directly impacts your business because, and I say this all the time here on the show, you are the visionary leader of your business. So if you are not leading your business, who is? And if you are not clear on where you're leading your business, how is your business going to grow there and go there? So that's number one. But then number two, when you are in this stuck place, not feeling motivated. And I think this idea of motivation is one that gets a lot of us hung up. And I'm not sure if you would agree with this, but you know, people might say, oh, I'm just, I'm so unmotivated right now. And really what might be at the heart of that is exactly to your point of what you just said is that you don't want to waste time doing work that might not come to fruition or might not be worthwhile. And that's very valid. In fact, just this week, I had a conversation with my husband and we were talking about our workout routines, which is something that we each pursue individually, but it's very important to each of us. And we love to connect about that because it's a shared interest that we both have. And he said, "Ah, I think I just want to take a week off. I'm just not feeling motivated. And I said, babe, I said, it's not about being motivated. I said, it's about being consistent and just keep going. And I think in those moments, you know, we we all of a sudden realize, oh my gosh, my motivation's not here anymore. I don't feel motivated. Therefore, I'm not going to do anything. And then we sit in the stuck place longer. I don't know if you would agree with that or if you have anything to add to that, but that's where my brain went as you were sharing. So I think what you said er a little bit earlier about how, you know, you are your business. I think also we don't really recognize like, you know, if we have a business that's just paying the bills, 
That's one thing. But a lot of us, our business is our life purpose too. And so it's so tied up in this personal. And so the ebbs and flows are both business and personal. And I think that it's really important to recognize that that you are going to be motivated more if you are on a path. But I think it's also important to honor honor both consistency and our ebbs and flows. Because I think that our society has a tendency to like, we should be able to do everything. And I don't think we can. I think when we try, it leads to burnout. Now, I don't know whether I'd suggest that working out would be the thing that you let go of in that week. Because sometimes I think if you're feeling a little bit burnt out, working out is the very thing that's going to help with the chemical, like the hormones and the chemicals that are going in your brain. Um, but I think it is important to honor burnout because I think that we really try to push through it. And so really, if that's how you're feeling, like going back, being mindful, like, okay, what's going on in my life that I don't feel like I have the energy to work out? Because there's got to be something there, right? Mm, like, mm-hmm. And making sure that you're just actually being mindful at these pivot points. Because a lot of times our emotions tell us information that we have gotten so good at ignoring that we only hear it when it's like three steps removed. So I don't want to work out this week. Great. Um, but what was the driving force behind it? You're probably not even going to be totally aware of that. And it's like, if you start backing up, okay, when did I start feeling overloaded? Okay. Three days ago here, what was like, what do I need to fix there instead of, okay, now I'm overloaded. I need to let go of these things I like to do. And I think that's where we end up letting go of. We let go of the like the things that seem superfluous, seem like they're nice to haves, not have to haves. And I think that that interplay is really important if you're going to be mindfully productive so that that way you can catch the cycle at the beginning and really support yourself and not just try to push through it. Yeah. That's something too I wanted you to touch on briefly if you would, this idea of mindful productivity. What is that? I know we've been dancing around that kind of through this whole conversation, but if we could touch on that, I think that would be valuable for those listening to hear because it's it's different than what we traditionally think of when we think of productivity. So when we learn to meditate, I think this is like a very Western problem. When you learn to meditate, they tell you to, you know, sit cross-legged, breathe. But they also tell you, you know, be mindful of what's going on within yourself, notice everything, and then let it go. And we as Americans, we as, you know, Westerners, oftentimes will just skip to the end. Okay, you need to let everything go. Like in order to be centered, you just need to let it all go. And that mindfully noticing part is actually the key because when you mindfully notice and acknowledge, then you're not letting go by suppressing, you're letting go by noticing and releasing it. And so when I talk about mindful productivity, I think it's really important to notice where you want to procrastinate, notice where you're slowing down and really acknowledge it. And sometimes, yes, you're going to do it, but, but the, through the process of acknowledging it and noticing it, it really helps you both, you know, procrastinate in smaller chunks, 
but also to get to the heart of the matter about what it is that's structured that isn't working for you. Because when you are really gravitating towards procrastination, when you're slowing down, when you're not feeling that motivation, there's something there. And so many of the productivity books, so many of the business books will be just like, just do it, just push through. And if that had worked, it would work. There's, you know, study after study shows that dieting doesn't work for 97% of people. 97% of people will do a diet and, you know, then they will, you know, six months later, they will gain it all back. And I think that that's true in a lot of our lives. We will try to push through and 3% of the population is able to push through. So the 3% of the population be one out of every 33 people is going to be able to push through that. But the rest of us, if we try to push through, we're just going to burn ourselves out because our brains are not wired to just use willpower. Yeah. Wow. Powerful stuff. I know. And I feel like, you know, that really leads into this last question that I want to ask you, which is one that I ask each guest who comes on the show. It's fascinating because there's never been two answers that have been the same. And I'm really curious to hear what your answer would be to this question, which is what does it mean to you then to live an effortless life? I think it means to recognize that the struggle is not actually helping you. I think that in school as children, we are taught to struggle at a very real level. You know, you bring your report card home, you got an A, say, in math and a C in writing or vice versa. Your parents are going to be like, oh, this is really nice, but what you really need to focus on is this grade that you need to pull up. And it's kind of demoralizing to kids because it's always about the fact that you haven't made the effort. It's not about, hey, you're struggling. We need to help you. And sometimes really gifted family, like really masterful families that happens. But a lot of times it doesn't happen right off the bat. It happens, you know, three semesters in when it's obvious the kid can't just willpower their way through. And so I think effortless, it, it's just... Like when you can notice these things and incorporate something that's going to authentically work for you instead of trying to use other people's roadmaps and push it through. Hmm. Really good stuff. Becca, thank you so much for being here today. This was a really fascinating conversation. And for those listening that are curious to connect with you and learn more about you, potentially work with you, get a copy of your journal, where can they find you online? So the Clarity Journal is on Amazon, and it's really easy to find. search for it. You can find me at BeccaRibbing.com. That's B-E-C-C-A-R-I-B-B-I-N-G. Awesome. And we'll be sure to link to all that in the show notes. Becca, thank you again for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This was a wonderful conversation. I hope what you heard today was valuable for you and that it offered you some small insight into your next step. Not your next 10 steps, not your next five steps, but your next step, your next small step that you can take today. Maybe that's to get quiet and start listening. Maybe it's to carve out 10 minutes to brain dump and just journal everything that's been in your head and get it out on paper. 
Maybe it's to pick up a copy of Becca's journal. You can order it on Amazon. We've linked that up in the show notes for you. What is the one small step that you are going to take today? This has been the biggest thing for me in this season in my own business. When the decisions feel utterly overwhelming and the analysis paralysis kicks in and I don't know what to choose or which way to move forward, is to stop myself and just identify what is the next best thing. What is the next right step? What is the next thing that I need to focus on? Again, not 10 things, just the next one. Now, here's a next right step for you. You should head over to systemsmadesimple.co slash email me, and I'll even send you a copy of my four-part email nurture sequence so you can save time on those weekly newsletters and deliver high, high high-value content to your email list week after week on autopilot. Trust me, it's going to blow your mind how easy this is to replicate and how much time it is going to save you on writing those weekly emails. Because if you have ever ghosted your email list for any period of time, you need this. I have done all the heavy lifting for you. All you have to do is hit plug and play. And to get it, sign up at systemsmadesimple.co slash email me. It is that simple. Ha ha. See what I did there? All right, so enough of the corny puns. Coming up next week on the show, we have a special guest, and she is going to hand you her repeatable process for getting clients and show you how to pre-sell potential clients before you sit down on a sales call with them so that you can increase your conversion rates into your courses or programs. So I'll see you back here next week. Until then, go live your effortless life. As you might have heard me mention inside this episode, if you want to join me for our next live workshop where I'm going to show you how to avoid the biggest mistakes that cause most podcasts to fail within the first 12 months and literally walk you through the exact framework that we teach our students to launch their shows in the top 100 and convert more of their listeners to clients, just go to the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. That's the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. (laughs) 